Sports Talk. This is Donna D and DNA. And what's going on? This is Ace of the AM DNA. We're bringing the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. How you feeling, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Trying to make it. <laughs> not as cold today. <laughs> no, it's not as bad. If you're in the Atlanta area, you understand what we talked about. We've been having a lot of degrees that are uh, in the Josh Giddy uh, range, but. Um, it's been uh, very cold, to say the least. Uh, single digits, uh, some teens there. But it uh, feels good to have it around the 40s. And that's crazy to say in the South, when you good to have weather in the 40s. 49, to be exact. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's hot. That's a balmy 49 when it was 12 three days right. ago. Exactly. Uh, so we got a lot to get into today in the world of sports. Uh, it's been warm at Phillips Arena for a change, and uh, we'll discuss that when we get to it. Uh, a lot of uh, groundbreaking historical moments that we can talk about, uh, one in the PGA, one in college basketball that we'll get to. And uh, we got NASCAR coming up uh, very soon. Uh, looking forward to getting back to discussing that, but we're going to start uh, in the NFL. Over the weekend, we had the divisional round games, and we'll start where it's cold. We'll start with Detroit. Detroit ended up winning the game to some people's surprise. They ended up winning the game over Tampa. I think most people had Detroit picked to win because they were at home, but Tampa actually made it a game in the end. Uh, I know you're not a fan of any of the coaches in the NFC South, but because there was a winner of the NFC South, they had a home game, which was Tampa Bay, which they ended up beating a uh, Philadelphia team that came in kind of uh, emotionally battered, not just physically. Of course, they were missing some key players, but they uh, just for whatever reason weren't able to put it all together ended up losing of course to Tampa Bay and then Tampa Bay goes on the road and puts up a fight against Detroit. Uh, Detroit with uh, coach Dan Campbell uh, received a lot of flack and rightfully so over the first couple of years. Uh, his press conference left many to you know kind of question maybe his coaching style what he would bring to Detroit but we see that Detroit and the organization that's been uh, controlled by the Fords, they did a entire complete house cleaning, so to speak. They did more than just uh, spot cleaning. They did a deep, uh, what we used to call uh, screen cleaning, where not only did they change the GM, the coaches, uh, they changed or tried to change the entire culture of the Lions organization. And that might be one of the very reasons why they're in the position that they are headed to the NFC Championship game. But in this particular game itself, there was a, after they got past the Matthew Stafford coming back and playing against golf and 
I think the fans and the the entire organization organization has embraced golf, which allowed him to play the type of football that he's used to playing, which is free. Uh, didn't make any mistakes this past weekend and really put them in a good position to win this particular game, as well as we'll see what happens when we give our predictions, how they will look going up against uh, the team that they will play next. But even in all of that, running the ball well, passing the ball well, Tampa Bay still had a chance to win the game. It was, what, 31 to 23? I want to say they had just scored with uh, under five minutes to go. And for whatever reason, they decided to go for two. I don't know if that's analytics by the coaching staff, but with that much time, you would think you would just kick the extra point, make it a one-possession game, which is seven. If you get the ball back, then maybe you have a chance to say, okay, let's you know kick the extra point, maybe send in the overtime, or go for two in the win. However, when you automatically – take that option away by not getting it, now you have the pressure of playing catch-up. And for them, they could have gotten the ball back. It was around 30-some, 36 seconds, I want to say, where they could have called their final timeout and you could have forced Detroit to try a 44-yard field goal, which is no guarantee. Who, Who knows? We've seen a block field goal in this game. We've seen, and we'll get to what happened in the uh, Buffalo game. Anything can happen. And at that point, you still have a chance to win the game. I'm just under the mindset, and I know you want him fired. I I figured that he, speaking about Todd Bowles, I figured he had a job because they made the playoffs. Even though it's a weak division, they still made the playoffs. They still won a playoff game. I could see why he could be fired for that alone, for not so calling I, the timeout and forcing a field goal because you play, you you got to give yourself a chance. Anything is possible. A bad snap. What if they fumble? What if they run it back after a pick field? Uh, I'm block field goal, not, not a pick field goal, but a block field goal. Anything can happen. You, as a coach, I want you to exhaust all means and resources to try and win the game until it's zero zero. So I um before hit noise uh echo on your side. But I'm gonna disagree a little bit and for you about to make me back up Todd Bowles. I can't believe you got me backing up an <laughs> NFC South coach this year before the season is out. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I understand him. Going for the, I understand the mentality because the mentality you would agree, you go for the win on the road, you play for the tie at home. So, now granted, with that going for it, I mean you got to, well, you got to score three times. You score a touchdown, you get the you get the two point conversion, and then if you stop them, which they wind up doing, then you only have to score a touchdown to win the game. So he eliminates. So he's trying to win the. If I get the, he's saying if I get the ball three times in this next four and a half minutes, I want to have it to where I win the game out the door. 
And worst case scenario is then I got to score four times, the two touchdowns and the two the two two-point conversions. Or I still got to score three times. A touchdown, which I did, I missed a two-point conversion. I score another touchdown, and then I have to get the two-point co- conversion. So really he's 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 – in either scenario, there's no win. I mean, there's no loss in either scenario. If your mindset of going for the win on the road, again, let me say it again so you understand. You got the touchdown. If I go for the two-point conversion, if I get the ball back, I only got to score a touchdown and I win. So that's well, three. You got to get. You got to have the touchdown and an extra point. It's the point. But I, three times, but I still win. There's three things that have happened. Touchdown, two-point conversion. Well, four things have happened. Touchdown. Two-point conversion, touchdown, extra point, right? To win the game. To win the game. If I don't get it, I've already scored a touchdown. I score. I got to score another touchdown, and then I only have to get the two-point conversion. You know so what? If four that things was, to three things is what he was trying to line up there. If that if you were, want to win on the road and not to tie at home, here's the thing: if that were under three minutes to go. You st- it was 440 left when they scored. That's plenty of time. You don't you don't chase points that early. Said somebody who loves to say that, you don't but, chase but, points that early. But I, I, I am. I, listen, so and that's, so stand no, that's on what shot. you always say. No, listen. No, you're right, but that's also a shot at old boy who got fired at, at the Chargers, uh, Dan uh, uh, Staley. Because he was going for it all the time. Like, man. It's the first quarter. What are you chasing two points for? Just because you play in Kansas City? Now, I will say I will say this in this game though, Don. At the time, they had stopped Detroit in the from the mid third quarter to at that point in the fourth quarter. Detroit had ran off three straight drives, three straight touchdowns. Okay. I understand that part, but when you look at it, this is the same Detroit team that was rolling and what happened on the day that they always lose, Thanksgiving Day. They lost. What happens, we've seen every team, when they go up or when they're up and another team scores late, what do you do? You run the ball to run the clock out, make them use timeouts, right? Because you don't want to yeah. throw the ball and have it stop. So it's a predictable offense at that point. It's very few that's going to pass – you know, like a Kansas City, because the, the, a lot of times their passing game is their running game, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So with Detroit, that's not the case. You knew they were going to try to run the ball, which they have a great running back in Montgomery, who came from Chicago. I digress. Montgomery and kids. <laughs> who came from Chicago, Montgomery. But I digress. <laughs> you knew they were going to run the ball. You, like you said, they stopped them. So it was a likelihood that you would get the ball back. It was yeah, highly likely you would get no the ball back. Yeah, they stopped no more timeouts in the past half field. But they did stop them. So, I mean, but... I, you chase it too early. Here's what I'm saying. His going for the two was not so egregious as we've seen other... It was still I, a when bad you, move. When you get, I'm not saying... It, yes, it's not, what, what, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it was still bad. Was it was it was it egregious? And we'll get to the Kansas City Buffalo game, but what is it egregious as them no. going forward on fourth down with, with Hamlin? No, it's not as bad. Oh, I, it's still bad. It's still it, it, bad. I, 
But at least he could explain. Is it as bad? No. No, but he could. As we sat here, and I'm sitting here going, you got me defending him. But he could explain why he went for it, and it actually played out. Now, you ended up having to go. You If they could have gone 90-some-odd yards, because they, they didn't get the ball back until, you know, 45 seconds or less on their seven-yard line. So now you asked to go 93 yards in less than a minute, and you got to still get a two-point conversion. I mean, the, the difficulty of that, 2%, 1%, Baker threw the pick six. I mean, not pick six. He threw the interception, which but, was a but bad, gonna, bad interception. He was going to throw one on that drive anyway because he had – I mean, again, you got me defending this guy, but – at that point, with 45 seconds or less on your seven-yard line, got to go 93, he's got to force some force some passes, and some passes are going to be, have to be across the middle. Not into triple coverage. Again, I'm, if you go back and look, now the, you, dude, the, the linebacker made a, made a good play on the ball undercutting him, but he's right. still going to – where, where are you going to initially get – they still had a timeout left. So where are you going to initially get your chunk plays? They're going to be down the middle of the field. Right, but not into double coverage, triple coverage. You I, don't have that pass, though. I, listen, now that's a, that's on, a Baker Mayfield discussion, which, which is, to me, not a, not a discussion of Todd Bowles. Again, you got me defending Todd Bowles. It's two different, two different uh, conversations in the same game. I understand why. I understand. Listen, would I have kicked the extra point? Yes. Thank you. But, that's all, that's all and I, I'm asking. And, I, and, I, and I'm not saying he shouldn't have. But what I'm saying is I understand if you're saying I want to win this thing on the road and not the tie on the road. And you got to also understand. Well, you still needed with, a two-point conversion later. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. If, so listen, if he, if he kicks the extra point, right, and then the two-point, to me, the two-point conversion is out the door. Now you're going for the tie with less than three. You not know. necessarily. Not because here's the thing. Here's the thing. You have to see it play out. Let's say that they march down the field and score. Then, yes, I go for the two-point conversion because I got the defense on their heels. You know what I'm saying? If I struggle to get there, then I'm like, okay, let's go into overtime and we'll see what happens. Because well, he, Hold well, on, hold they, on, hold they, on. Because, see, now the thing is – just because one person gets the ball doesn't mean the other team doesn't get it. You know, the overtime rules have changed. Yeah. So you still have an opportunity. But I'm saying, but in that drive in which they went for the two-point conversion, they literally moved down the field in a minute and a half. So keep the extra point. It's under five well, minutes you just ago. Right 440 left. Middle, I should get the two points. I feel like I feel not, like not, at that point. Less, not at that point. At, 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 at that time... I feel like it was less pressure. You had the momentum to go for two. And matter of fact, if Evans fights for the ball coming back, he gets the pass interference call, and now you're running the ball. Now you're running the ball um, four from the two yard line, and not doing the two point conversion from the five. So I feel like in that in that in that in that instance, everything he did. What is this world was coming actually to? actually right. And again, you got me defending Tom what is this? The world is coming to an end. You Just got on me this topic him. alone. That's all he should get fired. <laughs> but in that instance, <laughs> the, other thing, the, other thing too, the other thing too, Don, I will say, would probably drove that decision for him as well. 
not just because they were nine and eight and how they got in there. By that time of the game, they had already lost like two or three guys on the defensive side of the ball. So you had lost your a linebacker, you had lost a cornerback, and there was somebody else they had lost in that late third and early early fourth quarter. So now I'm depleted. Because matter of fact, Saint uh, Saint Brown burnt the replacement corner twice on the drive before. So I feel like a lot of those things played into at that particular time for him to go for two. If that was the case, why didn't you do an onside kick? If you didn't feel you could stop it, why didn't you do the onside kick to get the ball back? Because you still had three minutes or four minutes to go. It was four and it was four forty. Exactly. And that's my point. No, no, no. To your point, if you feel like you have momentum and you scored and you go for two and you feel like you can't stop them, then you try to get the ball. You do an onside kick. You don't play. You don't kick it deep and play defense. Now you got to be defending him again. How many onside kicks have you seen this year? Uh, the no, way, no, 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 no. The way they no, have no, it now, no, the onside no, kick no, is the, no, is the no, least. No, I'm not going to let you do that. I'm no, not going to let you do that. I'm not going to let you do that. If you feel that you can't stop somebody, you try an onside kick. If you feel you can't stop them. You know that, and I know that. Okay, well then, that's to your point of finding. If you want to go for the onside kick, then I'll I, I give you that one. If you give Thank me you. why he went for the two with I the momentum on the drive. Because <laughs> <laughs> your previous argument if I drive down the field quickly and I got the momentum, I go for two. Which at they the did. end of the game. At the end of the game. But I feel at the end when of the you game. Decide, when you're trying well, to decide, do we go into overtime or do we try and win it? Well, that's – so, again, if he kicks the extra point to me, if he kicks the extra football. point to me, I am taking the extra point, and I'm not – at that point, I'm not putting the game on a one-play takeoff. I will do what he did – and then I still have a chance so do to you, tie the game up, obviously, with the two-point conversion. So do you but have a problem with you the end I mean? of the game? Do you have huh? a problem with the end of the game not calling the timeout and making them kick a field goal or whatever? No, he made he made them oh, timeout after they, kicked the, after they punted? No, when Detroit got the ball back, it was fourth down. He could have called a timeout to make them kick the field goal. He didn't have to kick the field goal. They were already down 31-23. That's my point. They would have had to kick a field goal or punt or well, something. Well, if they kick the field goal, the game's over. Now they're up 11. No, but I'm saying it's not a guarantee that they make it. It was a 45-yarder. There's no guarantee he makes that. But if they make it, the game's over. Yeah, so why not call so the no, timeout and see what happens? No, I'm not calling timeout to give them a chance to think about kicking the field goal. I want them, I want them to punt the ball. So you want them to need – so they nail – they kneeled on it, and he just let it go. He didn't call a timeout or stop the clock or anything. He only had one timeout left. Exactly. Use it. Okay, he, took that, so he took it back with him to Tampa, which was dumb. I, the interception was on the 10-yard line. Or no, inside uh-uh. the 20. No, no, no. They that had the ball. That last interception was inside the 20. Yes or no? I'm, I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to tell you exactly what it would have been. The last interception that threw was inside the 20. Yeah, if you only have one timeout, what's it going? It's stopping the event inevitable. They didn't need to get a first down. And no, I'm not kicking the field goal if I'm Detroit. I'm running a play to run timeout 
and give you the ball again with another chance to go now 85 yards. But that's the whole point of trying to do that, though, is to put them put the Detroit on their heels to like, oh, we got to make sure the snap is good. We got to make sure. If I'm Detroit, I'm not taking a field goal. I'm running a play. It's not going to be a pass play, but I'm running a play. That way I take time off the clock. Or I take another knee. And if I give the ball back to you, then fine. But now you got to go. They got the ball. You got to go 80-some-odd yards with no timeouts in less than 20-some-odd seconds. Okay, so Goff got the ball at the 28-yard line. He kneels at the 29. He kneels at the 30. He kneels at the 31. Oh, Tampa still has one timeout at this point. I get you. Yeah. Okay. So it's third and 12 with 37 seconds to go. Okay. And he just lets the clock run. Like, I call a time. You know what I'm saying? You take a timeout there, right? You take a timeout at 37 seconds. How much is the play clock? 24 seconds? Yeah. So now you got 13 seconds. Anything you play I, I'm to the I run, end, I, I run it. I, I'm with you. Extend the game out as long as possible. As long as it's possible. I'm Detroit, Anything can happen. I'm not picking the field goal. I'm I'm coming to the huddle. I'm running a play. I'm running around. Okay, possibly you get two more plays. With nine seconds to go, you get two more plays. But you're not throwing a hail mary from the the fifteen. You got to try something. You just I, don't let I the game end. You want him you to keep trying to make the game go. Right. He already threw the white flag. Yes. Okay. That's my problem. Well, the only reason why they were in the playoffs anyway because of the NFC South, and you had three other incompetent coaches that got them there. So why are you surprised that at the end of the game, he didn't I was trying to hold on. I was trying to hold on to Todd Bowles still being a coach. <laughs> but listen, I don't know. I, I'm not upset. I mean – I want to see the brother keep a job, right? Because I think I know I know where you're going to next. I'm not going to let you get there. Because I, I already know where you're going. I'm ahead of you. I, I'm ahead of you. And you're not going to have the people thinking, I don't want the brothers to have a job. You don't. You didn't want Tomlin <laughs> so, to have one. You don't want Tom Bowles to have one. You which I'm glad you helped me. I'm glad you helped me defend Tom Bowles because now they know that ain't true. <laughs> but – uh, Tampa Bay played hard. They're about to be in a reset. They got about seven or eight guys on the defensive side primarily that are up for free agency. I know Evans is a free agent. I want to say Godwin is a free agent as well. And so they're an older team. Baker's your quarterback. Snyder. I He's a bridge quarterback right now. I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even going to say Baker's a bad quarterback because after you get past the top ten, listen, I'll take Baker because I don't believe there's a 12, 13, or fourteen good quarterback. You see what I'm saying? So I'll take Baker as the bridge quarterback for Tampa Bay. I don't know what you're going to do with with uh, Trash Trash. He's not Trash Trash. There you go. There you go. I, I got pronounce the man's name right. That's sitting behind. Behind Baker. Baker, but I don't want Tall Bowles. He's not my. He's 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 not the 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 coach I want to move forward when I need to now get innovative when it comes to creating a new offense. He, he's not that guy. He wasn't that guy in San Diego. He's not that guy in Tampa Bay. 
he's a great defensive coordinator because he got, but he's not the offensive mind you want. You just want that black man fired, huh? You just want that black man gone. I don't want to fire now. Now you know good and well in any other division, he'd have got fired. He wouldn't have had no chance to win the division to begin with, and wouldn't be in the playoffs. I look at um. Uh, I was telling somebody about Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's makeup wore off. He had on two-hour makeup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that third hour, it wore off. And then we got to see the Baker Mayfield that we or that you, you that you know. You throw, you throw them into the pool, and when they come out, they're like, "Who's that?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, his makeup wore off. He looked good at first, but then after a while. You know, it started to show like, okay, this is the Baker Mayfield because again, that pick was horrible. It wasn't one. I'm not taking away any, uh, any way from, um, I can't remember the linebacker that made the play on it, but I was looking at the coverage that he threw into. It wasn't like it was a tip ball at the line of scrimmage or the receiver tipped it up himself. You know, they were playing a shell coverage. You should have seen it. It was a bad, it was bad. And or your first couple of throws should be to the sidelines. And then right. work the middle. Right. I, I, I'm with you on all that. Yes. Baker is what you would want as that backup quarterback that can run three or four games when your main guy gets hurt. But because the quarterback position right now is so horrible after you get past the top 10, you got people like Baker who, are, who is a starter. And he probably should be more of a serviceable or above serviceable backup. Yeah. Uh yeah. All right, let's go to the uh, other game in the NFC. Oh, but you know what? We talked about Tampa Bay this whole time, man. You got to give shots to Detroit. Been 30 oh, years. Yeah. You know, yeah. last time they made the NFC yeah. Championship, it was Barry Sanders, Herman Moore. I forget who the quarterback was. Uh, I see his face. He was like number 17. I cannot call his name right now. I meant to look it up before. I know Herman Moore was one of the, was one of the wide receivers. They, they were like the the cheap version of the triplets when it came to like Detroit and what the Cowboys were kind of starting to build. Well, no Cowboys didn't come along with that triplets till 92. They were late 90. I mean, 92, uh, 93. 90s, I'm sorry. Yeah. So Somewhere around maybe now. they were a cheap version of what the Vin Redskins slash Vin uh, uh, Giants had going on. Um, in the NFC East when it was the known as the NFC Beast. The command. Or even with the Bears, when the Bears had man, uh, uh, Walter Payton, and uh, name one of your wide receivers, uh, Willie Gault. We had Gault, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, then, you, you know, you kind of had that type of structure, but your structure was based off the running game first and then, then, then to wide receivers or whatever. Your tight end was more of a blocking back, but 91, man. Whoop-de-doo. It's been a long time coming. Ooh. Oh, I know. Listen, you can't. Don't be like that because they're in your division. Exactly. Don't, no, you got to give. Just t- take your fandom no. hat off for a no. second. No. no. And be like, you know what? Job well done. No. We're going to have to do it with, with y'all soon. Y'all about stuck in longest street behind Washington and the Cowboys. Y'all ain't been to an NFC championship hey, hey, game. hey, hey. We've been to a Super Bowl before a lot of these. Oh, my bad. You have been. You have been. Thank you. You have been. What was that? The Brother Bowl. The Brother Bowl. What's that? Uh, 0203? With Dungey and uh, And Lovey. And Lovey. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. 20 years. My bad. All right. 
Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> well, where was it? Twenty. It was, don't worry it was about it. 20, don't worry about it. Two thousand eight. It was before the Cowboys. Years. We've been there before the Cowboys. That is now. true. That is true. <laughs> and I don't have a team, so it don't even matter. I'm a <laughs> uh, So speaking of in the division, the Packers lost. Yeah, all right. We got one down. Had the game. <laughs> Had the game. Uh, Jordan Love threw a bad interception. He threw one in triple coverage. That I think that if that ball is batted down, he might get a reprieve, and then they go down and score, or at least tie the game and. Uh, Maybe give it overtime and see what happens. But so you can't miss field goals either. You can't miss field goals. You can't. Not. And that's the one thing the Packers were good the last, what, seven or eight games when Jordan Love was playing well. They were consistently getting in the red zone and getting touchdowns as opposed to field goals. They settled in this game for field goals and they came back to, to bite them in the behind. Because just the week before, they would, what, touchdown, what was it? Turnover on downs, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Was like their last five possessions. So in this one, and of course, San Francisco is a much better defense, not, you know, minimizing anything on their end. But they needed to get touchdowns instead of field goals. And that came back to hurt them. But in the game, are we going to start looking at Debo Samuels as Chris Paul? Because he's been getting hurt in the in the playoffs, or and not wishing that upon him, but we'll see what happens if he's ready to go this weekend or not. Um, it's a lot of question marks on San Fran if they don't make a Super Bowl this year. I think I tweeted out during the game we need to start talking about um, Shanahan about him, you know, getting to these conference championships and not coming through the big moment or getting to um, the Super Bowl and, and and literally choking it away. And he's done that twice. So um, there's one thing to get there, but there's another thing to be like, you know, you know, can't get over the hump or losing to in, 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 inferior teams, right? So when he, they lost to the Rams last year or the year before, um, the Eagles, I won't hold that one against them. You lose your quarterback in the first 20 seconds. That's like what happened to the Jets this year, losing Aaron Rodgers in the first drive of the season. You know, it's, it derails you, right? But they shouldn't have lost to to the Rams two years ago. Um, they shouldn't have lost to Kansas City in the Super Bowl. They shouldn't have lost to, who I forget who it was, the year before they wound up losing, you know. Like obviously, we go back to him as a um, him as a uh, coordinator. You know, you don't lose the Super Bowl in the in the in the way that he lost the Super Bowl. So it's a lot of question marks to him. And then we start trickling down to like you said, Debo getting hurt. But Debo's been getting hurt throughout the year. Um, so yeah, I can understand. Call so he is Chris, Chris Paul. Paul. Okay. Uh, you know, you know, not not if he's going to get hurt, but when is he going to get hurt? When is he going to get hurt? Uh, right. You can say the same thing about Christian McCaffrey throughout his career. Not if he's going to get hurt, but when is he going to get hurt? Um, I think Kettles has been hurt as well. Um, it's just the brand of football that they play, and so you got to when you get to these places, you got to be able to take advantage of when you're there. And I don't think it's all been because of injuries. I think it's more so of Shanahan just 
you know, wet in the bed, to be, to be honest with you. <laughs> so up until this weekend, he was over 30, went down by, what was it, four or five points. And he five finally got a win, more. five points or more. And he finally got a win. Now, I know a lot of people want people like Cam Newton to eat his words about uh, Brock Purdy. Great job by Brock Purdy on bringing him back. He had a game-winning drive, but that still is in place. He he has a lot of weapons around him, and his job, like any quarterback, is to get him get those weapons the ball and let them do what they do. Not take not, and I think that's the problem. People think that once you talk about someone, that you're saying that they're garbage or they're trash or they're bad. He's a very good quarterback. Almost great. If he can win a Super Bowl, then he can erase some of the the noise. But it's not like he's the 30th best quarterback. You mentioned earlier uh, about he's a top 10. He, right. Th- that's that's really, that's not, really yeah. good. That's really, really good. We're not yeah, knocking him for in, that. And in, in, in Baker's 15th. <laughs> <laughs> Baker's the you know. But he is not a... Lamar Jackson, a Patrick Mahomes, a Jordan. he's not one of those quarterbacks that can carry a team when needed. He's a Kirk Cousins. He's a little better than Kirk, but yes. Yeah, he's okay. not someone that can carry His a team. His agent ain't better than Kirk, but he's, he's a Kirk right. Cousins. And we, let, we got to see how that plays out because he's still on a rookie contract. Right. I think exactly. also for him, it hurts him. We you know he got picked dead last. So that's always going to hover over him. People are like, well, there's a reason why they picked him dead last. He's going to have to kind of have a trajectory, i.e. not similar, but he may have to win a couple of Super Bowls or at least get to a couple of Super Bowls before people might not look at him as being the, the last pick person in a negative tone. I will say this, though, about that game. Green Bay catches Green Bay's defenders can catch two interceptions. They win the game. Yeah, they win the game. They yeah. drop three. They dropped. Three. Just, they just needed to catch two out of the three. That they just threw. needed one. I think just one. Just needed one. Just Whereas one. Whereas the opposite way, San Fran caught the two that came their way. Yeah. One was a two. Both one was an overthrow. Right. Kind of got tipped, but it was an overthrow for it to get tipped. And then obviously, I don't know what he was thinking about throwing the ball across the body. I don't know. I think the pressure finally got to him. And what they say about pressure, it busts the pipe. And it, it, it got to him in that moment. I, I look at, unfortunately, in our division, Detroit is obviously up and coming. They're there. Uh, the Packers, very young team. A lot of people in the draft. They look like they, quarter, they got their quarterback of the future. And I told you this earlier that Matt LaFleur was going to open up the playbook and he was finally going to be allowed to call plays without having to be second guessed by Aaron Rodgers. Correct. Because a lot of times he would call a play and Aaron Rodgers would change it because he's Aaron Rodgers. And most, most times than not, the players are going to go with Rodgers. He's been around for a few years. Uh, what, what does he have? Three MVPs, a Super Bowl. So, Two out of the last four, I want to say, years. Yeah. So he could change a play, and everybody look at the coach like, well, hey, Aaron Rodgers changed a play. With LaFleur, him and Jordan Love are on the same page now. He can call a play, and Jordan Love is nine times out of ten going to go with that play. And they're saying that he doesn't take into consideration, but he's not going to override it as much or push back 
you know, with yeah, the, you don't, oh, you don't have best. the pedigree yet. Right. I know his best, coach. We shouldn't run that play. No, he's going to listen to him and say, hey, coach, I think we should run that. Okay, well, let's talk about it. No, trust me on this one, Jordan. Let's go with this one. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that because of that, you saw Matt LaFleur get comfortable with Jordan Love and the play calling and on offense. And, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, we in trouble in our division. Now, the only thing that might help you in your division is I feel like, well, if Detroit makes it to a Super Bowl, the offensive coordinator is gone. But if they don't make the Super Bowl, if I'm Detroit, I pay him whatever he wants. Give him, whatever, back. Give, him, give him an assistant head coach title or whatever for him to come back. And don't do – and you look at other teams who, i.e., um, the Falcons. Now, granted, maybe he was already signed. He was going to leave. But you make a public notice to Shanahan to be like, hey, I need you to stay. Because at that time, Matt Ryan was having his best years he won with, all, you know, with him as a coordinator. You look at the Patriots over the years. You know, they brought Josh Daniels back several times because they were having the most success with him as a coordinator, with him being tied to Tom Brady. So if I look at Detroit, who has not had, obviously, a lot of success for an extended period of time, I do all I can to keep Ben, the current offensive coordinator, to stay there at least one more year if you don't make it to the promised land this year. Yeah, I know for us, we just uh, we got rid of Getz as the OC and uh, just picked up uh, the guy from Seattle, the offensive coordinator. Is it uh, Waldron? Yeah, Shane Waldron. Now, I don't know if that means that keeping Justin is going to be more of a concern or bringing in... uh, a quarterback with the number one pick. I'm still not sure about that because one thing I I don't know how I feel about this hire because I, I will give him some credit. Coming from Seattle, he made Geno Smith look good again. You know what I'm saying? He kind of revitalized his career, which was uh, starting to wane. Geno had turned into a, a serviceable backup and not a starter, but yeah. he made him into – uh, a legit starter at the time, and I'm pretty it sure. Seems like that he might have did a little something way, with uh with White Jeezy too. Uh, um, I mean, Jeezy didn't look bad. What's his real name? That's funny. Days. Once you get a nickname, Brock, you Brock, get a nickname. Brock, um, no. And what's White Jeezy? <laughs> little Snowman. What's Little, little Snowman's spit. real name? We like call him Little. We call him White Jeezy so much. Drew, I don't know his real name. Drew something? Drew Lock. Drew Lock. Drew Lock. Yeah. Yes. So, again, I don't know if what that looks like. Of course, I've been wanting Eric Bieniemy to come, but you know, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm leaning toward the fact that it is just an okay hire as a C, because it's not like Seattle fans, and that's why I personally went and looked. Were like, oh no, we lost him. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a, oh, he's gone. But it wasn't a, oh, I'm glad he's gone either. Does Caleb so Williams kinda, like, does yeah. his camp like the move? Don't know. 
Because they already said you don't really want to go to Chicago if I got the number one pick. So does that, that, that mean that, y'all gonna keep fields? Rumors. rumors, rumors, allegations. Uh, listen, listen. Allegations. He about to pull a. He about to pull a Eli Manning on y'all. Don't let me get to this to this draft day, and I just don't come out that back room. <laughs> I told the Chargers in enough time that I did not want to go to y'all, and y'all yeah. sat there and called my name, and it got echoes because I stood in the back room. Yeah, I, I don't know. If we're going to keep fields, then it depends on what we can get at number one, you know. Or if a team like Atlanta, who has had, what, second interviews with Belichick, Harbaugh, and I can't remember the third person. Uh, Harbaugh. Everybody. They don't have, like, no, literally, they they worse than tender. They don't went through, like, everybody. They they spun the block. They just spun the block a few times on each one of them. Just swipe left. Come on. Swipe left. Come yeah, I talked to you. I talked to you too. And I talked to you. But we had talked about earlier this year about Kirk Cousins coming to Atlanta, but that could be more of a reality if Belichick comes because Kirk has already put it out there. And I think that Belichick would want a veteran quarterback in Kirk Cousins. But again, it's a winnable division. You bring in a Kirk Cousins who could be a bridge. And coming off an injury, it's not like he would be getting $47 million a year. It's a a great starting quarterback for the year. With uh, Now, they just lost their defense coordinator uh, who went to the Jaguars, I want to say. So, Belichick, Belichick will have the defense ready to play. Like we said, it's three games they lost they shouldn't have lost. We were just on discipline alone. And a head coach like that gets you those three wins, and they easily win the division. So I could see them bringing in Kirk Cousins for the year and then drafting their quarterback for the future to go with uh, B. John Robinson, Pitts, Drake London, uh, and that offensive side of the ball. So you remember what I just said about about Todd Bowles? Yeah. I, 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 I – I had the same thing about the GOAT. That's what I want to call him. And I, I, Bill Belichick. Let me check. I'm sorry. He, you know, so look, let me say this. He is a great coach. He's one of the, he's one of the best, right? Yeah. But he is a much better defensive coordinator than he is a head coach in totality. Uh, Let me explain why. He has two rings with the Giants because he was the defense coordinator that shut down one of the greatest offenses when it comes to the Buffalo Bills the first time they ran into him. Beat them uh, 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 19-16 or whatever, the field goal game. The guy missed missed the game to tie or win or whatever. He goes to Cleveland as a head coach, flops when it comes to picking court, picking the quarterback in the offense. He got fired not because Cleveland have a good defense. He got fired because he had no type of offensive mind in Cleveland. He goes to New England, already has an established quarterback in Blessing. I think people forget that. And then you pick uh, last pick of the draft, you pick um, Tom Brady. 
Those first three Super Bowls that they win, it wasn't because they were offensive-minded. It was because they had a great defense and they had one of the best kickers in the league and 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 Vinatieri. So let's not act like his whole time in New England, he was the only one time, the only one year they had where it was offensive lights out was when they got um, Randy Moss. And even then, Randy Moss was just running go routes. It wasn't nothing extravagant about the offense. I'm just telling you, stop me when I'm lying. All I'm saying is now, if he comes here to Atlanta, here's what's going to happen. That's what I don't agree with. He's going to come. He's going to bring everything he did in New England here. Sons, coordinators, and the defense is going to look great. To your point, the defense is going to look great. He has proven the last five years he knows nothing about the offensive side of the ball. And guess what we don't have? We don't have a quarterback. And you talk about let's get the guy coming off who's already got one leg in the retirement for for quarterbacks coming off an ACL tear. tear. I'm I'm just saying... Do you, we, that's why you bring in an offensive coordinator, though. Tell me when he's brought one in New England. He winded up making his because defensive he coordinator the offensive coordinator. Here's the thing. In New England, he had Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? Now, we all have seen since things have played out that Josh McDaniels is A1. A1, he's not a good head coach, right? A2, it was more Brady than it was McDaniels. So... Him bringing in an offensive coordinator will be better for him. I don't have a problem with him being the overall head coach as long as he has his imprint on the defense. On the offensive side of the ball, I think that they'll be fine because they have the weapons. They just need to bring in an offensive coordinator. Here's the other thing that I think people need to look at. He won't be the GM. I told you, I can't stand when people sure? have both sure? roles. I'm, Don, are you I'm, sure? I'm positive. I am positive sure? he won't be the GM. You, you, that's that's Fontenot. That's Terry Fontenot. So are at you that sure? point, yes, I'm positive. I'm positive. I'm about to put my money on the line <laughs> that if Atlanta hires him, he they is gonna, going they to have fire. control the same way. I feel like that's one of the re- that's so they're gonna have that's to fire one Terry of the reasons Fontenot. why he had the interview with Dallas and whatever control he wanted, we knew Jerry's gonna say no, but he said no. I think that's one of the reasons why nobody else has called him. He's only had two people call him, the Cowboys and the Falcons. Again, it's I'm been not more saying... Than that. It's been more than that. Just because it's not published don't mean that it's not. Which means behind the scenes, what he's asked for, they're like, nah, we're not going to give it to you. No, I think it's more so of these are the places I'm willing to go. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's Belichick. Now... We we, you tell, so me we, hold on. we give more credit to Brady after everything is taking place, but he still was the head coach. He still has the six Super Bowls as a head coach. I'm not taking I'm, that away. I, I just listen. I gave him two more as a defense coordinator. He has eight. He probably. You know I mean, eight, okay. like I said, he's but a I'm great saying. coach. I'm not, not. So let me ask you this: which which place is better, L.A. Chargers or the Atlanta Falcons? Falcons. Why? Why? Easier division. Okay. okay. Easy to be. So, 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 more, so, more, hey. more, more, more weapons, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Okay. So that's your, your thing is easy division, more weapons. Yeah. I like the charges. I have, I have, listen, How? I have a friend, I have a franchise Denver, quarterback. Denver, I have weapons there. Now, granted, the Raiders are now in there. They're going to be a tough out with Pierce as the head coach. 
and you still got Patrick Mahomes. If he the goat, you can't even win the division there. If he the goat, y'all call him the goat, and I already said he the best defense coordinator, and he's already beat, he's already beat Mahomes head to head as the New England head coach. Everybody forget the AFC Championship in Kansas City that he won. What's to tell me he can't go to the NFC West and win the NFC West? The NFC, the AFC West. I mean, the AFC West. I apologize. The AFC West. It's a tough. It's tough. When he was winning in New England, who was his competition? The Jets were oh, sorry. Yeah, the Dolphins were sorry. 20, the Bills were sorry. Twenty-two years of doo doo in Thank the you. AFC East. Thank you. I mean, but and that's so, most dynasties. Hold though. on. But he, but he won the division handily, which means what? A playoff game automatically for the first round. More than likely, a second and a third. So. That's why you want to be in the NFC South. You automatically going to win the division. More than likely, you got a decent record, which means you have at least a second, the division round at home. And who's to say you don't get a third round and have the conference championship? But you guarantee one in a possible. Guarantee. Guarantee one. I re- to me, I'd rather take my – somebody in the chat said, who's playing QB? I just, listen, i just about to go there. I, you, I'd rather have Herbert – than whatever Atlanta's about to offer. It could be Justin Fields. It could be a. But, not, it, but he's also shown. He's also it, shown. It'll me be Kirk Cousins for a year. He has not been able to groom a quarterback. Okay, I understand that. But here's the thing: even with Desmond Ritter, this year they would have been ten and seven if Belichick yeah. was coping, coaching. I get. They you. would have been at least ten and seven. Yes. With, with Ritter, with Ritter, I they would at least okay. win ten and seven. I, I don't want him here. I, I, like, I, like I said, we tried that Golden State Hawks in basketball. We like we about to try this Atlanta Patriots in football. But I he want won't us be to go GM. and make and uh, uh, not think outside the box, but be able to identify coaching talent, which we've had in the building. When people find out LaFleur was here, Mike Daniels was here, obviously you let Shanahan walk out the door. Yeah, but that's the I, that's I mean, like, I know Shanahan always took the head coaching job, but, you know, cut the check to keep somebody behind. Okay, but here's keep the thing. Keep one of them. Here's the thing, though. We we The Falcons have had a lot of coaches come through here that have gone on to be uh, great coaches. It's the Only same people thing. that's worse than the Falcons uh, is, the, is the commanders. I know, but here's the thing, though. <laughs> it's like having guys in the NBA in their rookie first and second and third year. They haven't figured out how to play ball yet. And by the time they figure it out, you're bringing in a veteran for a title run, so they go off and then they explode and become great players where they were just cutting their teeth to begin with. It's the same thing with these assistant coaches and coordinators. They're just cutting their teeth. They haven't figured out the ins and outs of what it's going to take to make it into the well, business Raheem until they've been the there a few years. He cut his teeth, went to the Rams, and won a Super Bowl. So bring Raheem back. Raheem the dream. You, I, I just, I, I, like I said, I, I feel like the move for Belichick is more of a move to try to sell tickets than a move to, 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 to better the team long term. It's just how I'm looking at it. That's just how I look at it. And again, I don't think... I I will admit Belichick's a great coach. I just think he's more one side of the ball, and unfortunately, the side of the ball that the Falcons need is not the side of the ball he's good at. No, they. This is this is 
This they, is the man that wanted huge to get, improvements this is the man that wanted to get rid of Brady three years before, and what he and Brady was still, we found out was still in his prime. Just the same guy. I know, but I told you, him playing GM and head coach doesn't work. He needs to stick to just being a coach. And you think he gonna stick to coaching? And I think that Arthur Blank gonna fold and give him some GM. No, or, or... I don't. I think that um, Arthur Blank is loyal to Rich McKay to a fault because I don't know how Rich McKay is still around. Yeah, change so, the title. <laughs> so looking at that, Rich McKay and Terry Fontenot are going to make the decisions because I think that's one of the things Arthur Blank is not going to relinquish is that part of it. I'd rather have Jim Harbaugh than have Bill Belichick. Well, we'll see. But again, we don't have a quarterback. So someone needs to come in and say, what are we going to do? Are we going to keep Ritter and, and, and Heineke? Or are we no, going to, at no, the number eight, we'll be number, number eight, eight in the draft, eight, right? Again? Eight, <laughs> eight, 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 eight. Play that cast three, y'all. Eight, 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 eight. Been four years in a row at eight. So play it eight in a row, play 32, then add a three to two, go three, two, eight. That's your three. There you, go. you know, just kind of giving you numbers to play. We want our 2% however it works out. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just saying, I, I just don't trust him even being in the room when it comes to offensive guys. This is Belichick. Uh, all right, well, let's go to the AFC side of the ball. Uh what did you make of the classic game between the Bills and the Chiefs? For the third time, uh, the Bills have lost to the Chiefs. And, I mean, classic games. Coming down to last drive, coach. last possession. Six years that Patrick Mahomes has been in the league, and all six years he's made it to the AFC Championship game. Um, I, okay, let's start with, uh, with the game itself. What are we going to do about the rule of fumbling out of the end zone? You say, that, you, t- you, that say why you, like you say why you don't like it. I don't like it because you're so close to the end zone, and because it goes out of the end zone, then the other team gets the ball. I, I don't have a problem with you. Huh? I, defense calls the fumble, right? Defense calls the fumble. It doesn't matter if the defense calls the fumble. If I just stick the ball out and I fumble it and it goes out of the end zone, the other team gets the ball without okay, any most, change most in likely, the possession. I, I, I caused the fumble for the ball to go out. Most likely if the ball's coming out because I caused the fumble. So why should I why why should you let's let's say I didn't cause the fumble. Why should you as an offensive player who could not possess the ball past the goal line be benefited to get another chance to possess the ball to go to the goal line? No, I'm I don't no, I'm not saying you get the ball where where you fumble it at. Why should you get it back, period? You should get it back because no one gained possession of it. You were the last person in possession of it. If it fumbles out of bounds, you still have possession. So why does it matter that it's fumbled out of the end zone? Is my so point. where should the ball go then if, if that's the case? Uh, let's go back, back to the 25-yard 25 25, 25 yard line. 25-yard line. With what? 25 with a new set of downs or the downs that you fumbled the ball on? Uh... New set of down. That would be, so I was with you until then. So okay. So it's 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 third and goal. You fumble the ball at the end zone. You get the ball back at twenty five with a new fresh a new fresh set of downs. 
Okay, I no, was not fair no, to the defense. That's not fair then. No. Okay. Let's go 25-yard line. Yeah, because then that wouldn't be fair. Okay, I got you on that one. Well, if that's the case, I, I wouldn't have a problem. You go back to the 50 with a new set of downs. They, they, okay, then we good. I, I would go with you on that. If you found the ball, back to the 50, first and 10. First and 10 from the 50. So you're the last person that possessed the ball. you last person that the ball, the ball. out. Yeah. You go back to the 50, first and 10. First set down. First set down, yeah. What they probably would do then is they don't do that. You from the ball out, a free kick, and wherever the ball goes, and you get a return. So maybe you can return the ball on a free kick, like you do with a safety, and then you might be able to return the ball further than the reset. Say, or you 25 and the next down. Okay. Uh, if you did the 25, maybe like that at the next down. You can't. You if, if you get the twenty five, you gotta you gotta, you gotta start, start with whatever at, down that is. The, the down you were on. You are on. Okay. If I'm gonna keep maybe, you inside the red the zone, maybe that's the choice. You could go yeah. twenty five and the down you're on, or you have a fresh set of downs and you're at the fifty. Yes. Maybe you you have a choice, but the fumbling out of bounds, and it, you know the the defense being rewarded with the ball isn't fair. Okay. I, 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 I'll, I'll go with you on that. Nobody recovers, fumble out of bounds. Then you got three choices. Then twenty-five and, and uh, a down you're on, and a down you on, or fifty in 50, the first. A new set of downs, or the free kick like a safety, and then if you can return it, and then obviously keep. Oh, no, that's too much because why would the? How are you gonna have a free kick? I'm I'm saying the defense. Well, the opposing team free kicks it to me. I, like you did in the safety, but usually you kicking the ball oh. the other way. I'm, I'm just saying, if I have oh, if, if my special team is good, I want a chance. I do not want to have, 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 have the ball because the, the free the, kick, the free kick, kick is going to be short. Okay, okay. I'm just throwing, I'm just throwing stuff right there. Maybe the last, maybe the last one doesn't make any sense, but the. Okay, okay. But the first, but the first two, we in the green, we in the green. Yeah. Yes. What up, Greg? What up, Greg? What up, Greg? What's up? How y'all doing? Yeah, check your uh, check your, uh, your echo. Your echo. All right. All right so I'm gonna go back. So I would change that. But I think Greg's got a fresh cut. Got a fresh cut. That's why he's late. <laughs> Call but, back so Look. looking at that game, you talked about the kit, the coach and McDermott. Of course, a lot is being made about the missed field goal, which was a huge miss. I'm not taking away from that. But that play on, what was it, fourth and five from your own 29 to run DeMar you Hamlin? You don't call that play. You do not call that. You, you don't away. call that. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking on that play. Oh, that was the script. Oh. <laughs> That was in the script. We need to make Jamar Hamlin a hero. Uh, so we're going to have him. Uh, we're we're going to run a fake punt with him, and he's going to get the first down. That's going to lead to this win. No, that was terrible. And what they had ten men on the field too. Like they didn't even have eleven guys, if I'm correct. <laughs> like it, it was just bad from the start. I think he has to go. McDermott, yeah. You you hit the ceiling. 
for what he could take you to and and the pressure of getting to the next round is just too much for him. He, he's he's cracking at every opportunity. It's no different. Sometimes you see, again, we're going to say in baseball or basketball, the skipper has been good, but he can't get you over the hump. And that next guy comes in and just happens to be a different voice. And, you know, you're like, well, what happened? It's just a different voice. This is the same thing that took place with Brady and Manning. Patrick Mahomes is Brady. They just keep beating Manning and the Colts. Minus, minus the camera. No, I, I, but I'm saying with Josh Allen, he cannot get over the hump. He can't beat, for whatever reason, Patrick Mahomes yeah, and the Chiefs right now. He can't beat now. Burrow neither. And he, well, yeah, he lost to Burrow too. They're, Burrow is the Ben Roethlisberger of the uh, old regime. <laughs> so those three are going to be around. And, of course, we'll, that uh, Lamar will have a, uh, a lot of say-so in that in a second. But for whatever reason, Josh Allen has to play better. You got to realize that whatever it takes, I have to throw that check down to Diggs coming across. I can't fit it into that window and have an incomplete pass in the back of the end zone. Like, I just got to get the check down. I think that would have been – he might have gotten the first down. If not, a second is short. You extend the drive. Those are the little things that you have to do if you want to be in the Super Bowl. And so far in the last few years, he hasn't been able to do it. I think the I think the replacement is sitting them right in their face. They just need to go ahead and stay with who's the offensive coordinator, Brady, who they Joe Brady. Joe Brady. Go ahead and promote him to head coach. Call uh, Frazier to come back. Call Leslie to come back to coach the defense, and and make the run one more year. Because to your point about how your Bears might be in for a longer turnaround because of Detroit and Green Bay coming up. I don't see Miami staying stagnant either. And who knows what happens this year with the Jets as far as having Aaron Rodgers and having this one-year run. You know what I mean? So it's like Buffalo, this might be the last time Buffalo actually gets to have this opportunity with Josh Allen being in his prime. Well, do you think that um... – if I think they, they have to like figure something out with Joe Brady, if he's the guy going forward, you have to figure something out with him now because, well, as of now, there are still five head coaching jobs open with the uh, Titans just hiring um, uh, Callahan from the Bengals. So he's Brady's been one of those names that has come up. I think the, uh, the Falcons are bringing him in for an interview if they haven't already. Um, the Panthers are interested. I know he was the OC there for a year, at least and a the year. Panthers just so, got Dan Morgan as that new GM. So he's, there's a connection to the franchise <laughs> there. So they have to make a decision on him pretty quick. Uh, he's 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 been a hot name for the last five years. I don't know if he wants to be actually be a head coach, but he's going to be considered every every time until he takes a job. I, I, I would I would hire from within, and, and I feel like we all say teams have their windows, and I think Buffalo is on the backside of the window closing. You know what I mean? Not the front, and so. Um, 
But obviously, this coach, do you go one more year? And I mean, and I can't knock Buffalo, right? They made the trade to get um, the edge rusher. Um, Von Miller? Von Miller. I mean, they've done things to try to strengthen the team, and it just hasn't worked out outside of trying to get a running back. <laughs> um, but even Brady was like, you know what? We're going to dedicate the run ball and give Cook some touches. And it turned it turned them around this year. So just go ahead and transition and go ahead and move on. Because all these coaches that we can talk about probably got to start the year off. Any, you know, you talk about Buffalo, excuse me, Buffalo's coach, the Jets coach, McCarthy in Dallas. Uh, New Orleans head coach, um, and I, Tampa's probably going to keep Todd Bowles, right? All five of those coaches, four out of the five, if they start off one and three, two and four, they're out of here. So go ahead and make the decision now. If I'm Buffalo, I make the decision now. If I'm Dallas, I would have I would have made the decision now, knowing good and well there's a short lease on these guys going into the next season at any point with a slow start. I'm going to drop the hatch anyway. If you are a playoff team with the caliber that those Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills have, make the make the decision now. We know Dallas didn't do it, but if I'm Buffalo, I make the decision now and make Brady a, a head coach now. Mm, uh, I got, we got five, it, it depends. Five it depends. Years. We got it five depends. years of what they've been dealing with already, and it keeps getting worse. Yeah, I mean, they're making it to – you know, division rounds. One was an AFC championship, and it gets worse game. in those rounds. He's he, but he's losing to the same people the entire time. That's even worse. <laughs> I really do lose to different people. At least you can say, well, you know what? They showed me something I hadn't seen before. <laughs> you know what you're gonna get out of Kansas City, and and Cincinnati pretty much was set up like Kansas City. Okay, to some degree, uh, Cincinnati might have a bet. Might, might really have had have a better skill set, especially this year, than Kansas City. All right, on the other side of AFC, Baltimore started a little slow and then came on in the second half and put the Texans away. Lamar's headed to his first AFC championship game. I know, congratulations to, to him. Uh, the Texans are going to be a, a force to contend with if they keep this trajectory. I think they found their quarterback. And CJ Stroud and their they weapons. They definitely find their quarterback and their head coach. <laughs> and their coach. They another one. The they Nico might want to go ahead and see can I keep my coordinator one more year with with Stroud. I think it'd be dangerous to let that offensive coordinator leave and then have to have Stroud kind of start all over again with a new coordinator. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But the the future is bright for them. Yeah. So it's about uh, the Ravens, whose defense took over in the second half, shut out uh, the Texans. And, I mean, let's be honest, they basically held them to three points. Um, yeah, yeah, that, yeah take away game. that punt return. Right, exactly. It's 34-3. 34-3, correct. This year, Baltimore, I think, is 8-0 against teams that were 500 or better, which bodes well for them going into – this particular game against Patrick Mahomes and they're at home. So let's begin our predictions. Who you got, Baltimore or Kansas City? Baltimore. Why? Because Miko Harmon going to – Miko Harmon, that phone the ball the both times he had the ball? Uh, nah. Um, be honest with you, 
I just think Are you riding Baltimore with Baltimore for your head or your heart? Which one? No, no, no. Both. <laughs> okay. Your money. Your money I, I, is in on my Baltimore. Head, in my head, I think Baltimore is just a much more physical team than than uh Kansas City. Um and they'll be able and they knock the rust off with Houston. Now they're coming in and they're gonna they go. They're not going to do what Buffalo did. Buffalo was running the ball against Kansas City, and then all of a sudden, for some reason, stopped in the second half. They're not going to stop running the rock against uh, Kansas City. If Kansas City can't can't bow up, and in my heart, I want to see Lamar get to uh, um, a Super Bowl for all the naysayers. You try to put my, me in that category. I ain't my heart, Link, Link. <laughs> <laughs> my heart says Baltimore. For, for those very same reasons. I want Lamar to make good on what he said on draft night of saying, hey, I'm going to you know, win a Super Bowl, but I want to see him get there. And like you say, put all the naysayers and say he's a running quarterback. He can't be in the pocket. Like I just want to end all that conversation and get to the Super Bowl. Win or lose, of course I want him to win it, but just get there so you can put yeah. all that behind you. But – it's just something about, I don't know how Patrick Mahomes, and this is a problem with Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes finds a way to win a game. Somehow, some way, those receivers have dropped ball all season. But, and he had to overcome Miko fumbling twice. Like, whenever he needs a drive, he finds a way to get it to the right person, uh, whether that's Kelsey or not. They ran the ball better in the second half with uh, Pikachu. Uh, I, <laughs> I, whatever it takes, he finds a way to get it done. I, now, I, I, I think so. Here, my mind, my here. mind is saying Kansas City, but uh, I, I really want Baltimore. It's, it's hard to count Kansas City out until right. you actually beat them. Yeah. Uh, yes. To beat a man, you gotta beat the man. You gotta beat the and man. I feel like I feel like there's no team other than Baltimore who the who can say we we want the man. Yeah, but because Lamar has to beat them, beat them. So uh, unfortunately, his Super Bowl run would be validated. Yeah. Had he beat Buffalo, then it'd be like, oh, but it was Buffalo. It wasn't you well, know correct, Kansas correct, City. Correct. Well, I'm, I'm, I think it, it would have still been. I think it might have been validated either way, only because. Uh, Lamar hasn't played well in the playoffs. Uh, and he's got, he has one playoff win, I believe, but he hasn't had a good game in the playoffs. So, until this past. Until this past. Really, the, and it was really all the second half. wasn't even the first half. First half, they played they terrible. And, and, the board. It, it, was, it was good enough to win. And so people are kind of expecting a little bit more from Lamar, but he at least had a good game. And if he has a good game and they lose, I don't think that's a knock against him. Uh, no, oh, no, it's no, a knock. No. It's a knock. He got to win. He I mean, loses. I don't he's care. He got to win. Long, long, long term. Long term. Yeah, it'll be like, okay, this may have been a missed opportunity. But I, I don't think, like, you can create this narrative around. Like, if it's if it's a year from now and it happens again, then you can start asking those questions. But now for him to be in this position, if he has a good game and they lose, I don't think you can like put so much on him. If you look at the context of the game, because 
now you can look at Patrick Mahomes. Like he's won two Super Bowls, but he didn't play all that well in either of them. And he won MVP of both of those games. And over the over that this past last year and this year, he has shown that uh, he can get it done in an ugly game. It's not going to look pretty with Patrick Mahomes anymore. So, but he can he can he can find like you said he can find a way to win. They're winning ugly games. So That's all you got to do is win with with Lamar. He's there. He's not there yet where he can win an ugly game. But give me Lamar. He's a good. I, I recall this guy have four touchdowns, two of them on the ground, two of them in the air, threw for two hundred some odd yards, almost three hundred, and no turnovers. What more you want? He threw for one fifty. He ran for a hundred. Okay, so to, a total of two hundred in totality. Two. Okay, so what you want? Three hundred yards. This ain't the Heisman. This, what the numbers you just said is the reason why Penix didn't win the Heisman because he didn't throw. He didn't. He only ran. Only had one touchdown. No, no, through, but through a four hundred. Like this, I'm saying he had a good game against the Texans. I'm saying if he has another, if he has a a similar game or better against the Chiefs and they lose, I don't think you can hold that against him. I got you. Okay. Okay. But they here's, will hold here's it what I think needs to happen he, in the first. I just look at if he plays well and they lose, well, what's the contest? They're going to hold it against him because it's a win or a loss. I think, it, yeah, that's I think what it comes hold. down they, to at this listen, point. Listen, they, they, they hold it last year against a game against him and he was hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't, they're going to hold it against him. Here's what needs to happen in the first game, Don uh, and Greg, as far as the Baltimore KC game goes. Remember how New England came out against St. Louis, and I want to say the first two or three passes, they were knocking the wide receivers into the into the sideline. They didn't care if they got a 15-yard penalty or not. Basically, they just put the fear of God into the greatest show on turf. That's what needs to happen in this Baltimore-Kansas City game. Whoever the first two or three passes go, mainly the, the guy you got to knock the head off is Kelsey. You knock his head off, the rest of the wide receivers will follow suit, is what I'm saying. And I just feel like Baltimore is the team that's set up to beat the man to beat the man. You know what I mean? And they're going to bring their hard hats to the game. I don't know if that's in the script, though. <laughs> I don't know if that's in the script because – Well, you know what? Them hard hardball boys got their own script. We find out out of Michigan. So I was talking about this I think the – Whatever ne- I don't know which network is showing the Super Bowl, but they know they'll get a lot more eyes if after every Chiefs play they cut to Taylor Swift. And if we get shots at Taylor Swift, that means Taylor Swift fans are watching. They're watching to watch Taylor Swift watch the game. So that means well, they they won't even Taylor more Swift so at the Super Bowl whether she performs for or not. I didn't want to see no more Bama fans. I'm definitely pulling for the other Hallmark. <laughs> I don't want to see no Swifties. Or whatever you yeah. want to call them. <laughs> That's low down, man. Yeah. And, and, well, man, and, hey, if people want to watch the game, you want to watch the game in peace? <laughs> you no, so you want the Ravens in the Super Bowl? You want the Ravens in the yeah. Super Bowl? So you don't, y'all, don't want, y'all don't want Jason, peace. Y'all don't want Jason Kelsey uh, pulling off his shirt, jumping into the suite, chugging yeah, beers and that. stuff like that. You get that and Taylor Swift. Yeah, you get both of those. And if it's and if it's the 49ers and Chiefs, because 
uh, Kyle Yuschek's wife has been making the the jackets. Those jackets, yeah. Then you, you're gonna you're gonna get that. Yeah, I'm about, so, I'm about to get I'm about to get that, all the hate cheese. mail starting right now. <laughs> if I want to see a white person, let it be Eminem in Detroit. Dang, that's low down. All hate mail. Brown Acer, Hotmail. Brown Acer, Hotmail. Let let it go to the fire other. Fire off, fire off, y'all. Fire <laughs> off. <laughs> Send them all. All right, so going yep. to the NFC side. Uh, going to the going to the NFC side. I got San Francisco by three in that game. I'm going Detroit. Really? I think I think San. I think Green Bay. The one thing Green Bay did expose is. Yes, you can run on you can run on San Fran, and so I don't think I, I'll say this. I don't think Shanahan chokes into the Super Bowl. I'll say that. I got you. Well, <laughs> um, San Francisco's favored by seven. Yeah, that's too much. That's too much. What's the uh, before? What's the Buffalo? What's the Baltimore Chiefs? Uh, three and a half. Yeah, Ravens minus three and a half. Three and a half, and they got That's San high. Fran a full seven. I'm taking. That's just I, to get people. I'm to taking bet. Detroit straight up. Forget. I don't want the points. I'm taking the win. I feel like what you saw out of Purdy, you're going to see again. Um, he was against Detroit. Well, but he was especially if Debo can't play. Now it becomes. A tight end game, and a, you know, it becomes a run game and a tight end game, which now keeps the score low, in my opinion. And then, do you think the longer the game is in, in, in hands, the more you might have Shanahan choke? So, do you think it was <laughs> all Do you think that that game was a fluke then for the 49ers? Because a lot of people talked about how when they trail by more than five or, or seven or more in the fourth quarter, yeah, over 30. Over 30. Yeah, yeah, no. But no, that's no. Not I think fluke. it's part of the course. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Once you get to once you get past ten or whatever it is, if you if it's ten or more positive or ten or more negative, that's who you are. And so, if you keep the game close and can be ahead, that's who you are. You are more likely to fumble the game away. You don't get the thirty by accident. No, I, I don't think people give the 49ers the same. Uh, leeway that they gave the Baltimore Ravens for coming in and being rusty. 49ers was sitting off for a couple of weeks as well. So that was yeah. their rust game. That's out of the way now. They're coming in after having played ready to go and they're not going to take Detroit for granted because they what they what happened this past weekend. Don, but they were so rusty the whole prepared. game, Don. There's one the Baltimore was rusty for a half. And really and only the offense was rusty. The whole team for San Fran was rusty. Right. That, that, would, whole that would change. That would change. That would change. And Detroit, just like I gave the Baker Mayfield makeup, Detroit would be the same thing. They, so they everybody that say one up, though. See, last week, your boy was <laughs> – see, that's a Chicago fan. I'm going to call you out. Last week, he was great. You heard him. What up, though? Over there doing the Eminem chant and all kind of stuff. Yeah, because I thought they were going to lose. turned on. Now, they are pumpkin. Yeah, they are pumpkin. <laughs> The the reason why, like, it's hard for me to trust a Brock Purdy is that in that Shanahan offense, 
everything has to be perfect conditions. And that, I mean, that especially includes having all your players. So if you don't have someone like Debo, then it kind of it, it pairs down what they can actually do. Because a lot Chris of their McCaffrey will make up for it. A lot of their offenses created, though, is on creating uh, mismatches or making the defense make decisions about. So it's one less decision I have to. I can take out of the equation with Debo gone. Christian McCaffrey, is he healthy? That's all that matters. Now, if he's not healthy, then yes, San Francisco loses. But if Christian McCaffrey is healthy, they're going to run the ball, use him out of the backfield get him one-on-one with linebackers that can't cover, and that will expose Detroit on defense. Don don't want to see history because he don't want to see Detroit get there. He don't want to hear. I don't. I don't. Now, he's I talking, don't. now I'm, not, I'm not saying what Don's saying is not true, but he is Did talking more with his Did heart than with his head. <laughs> Did I lie? I'm like Cat Williams. Did I lie? You told, you told a lot of plausible truths. In that. No. <laughs> a lot of plausible truths. And when you yes, got a tight end like Kittles, part of it. when you got a tight end like Kittles that can go you underneath. You ain't going to downplay my boy from South Carolina Debo like that. You ain't going to downplay him like no, that. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying that Chris Paul, the new CP3 Debo, is, you know, going to be limited. That's all. But as long as they can run the ball and catch the ball out of backfield with McCaffrey, that keeps Detroit off balance. And I get Detroit you. I mean, going to be Detroit. Detroit's going to be Detroit at some point. Here's what I'm happy about all these games. You got to run the ball. So I hope running backs realize, go back to the table and get y'all money. Because oh, Baltimore runs happen. the ball, or they go to your donor. They ain't going to happen. They ain't getting no more money now. <laughs> McCaffrey, McCaffrey's already got his contract. Jameer Gibbs is a rookie. So yep. he, he, it, it, the same rules still apply. This is all going to be on your rookie contract. We're going to give you the ball as much as we possibly can on your rookie contract then on that six year deal in which we're only paying you for two of them. <laughs> there you go. You know what? You go, Greg, you go on the side with Don too. Y'all don't want to pay the running back. But then y'all want to say something about how important the run game is. Y'all dirty, dirty work. Dirty work. <laughs> uh, there, there's data for this. There's data for all of it. I, it's still dirty work. <laughs> That's not on Boy, me. I tell you. Wasn't my fault. But I want. I, I, now the question was: my heart and my head. My heart is with Detroit. I want to see chaos. I want to see somebody. I want one more team to come off that list as far as never making the Super Bowl. We were wrong about Dan Campbell. He is another person that could turn around and shove it in all our faces. Saying I, I heard what y'all said about me and the kneecap, and y'all, you know, was ready to discredit discredit me from the get go. I will raise my hand and be like, I was one of those individuals. And, you know, they stayed the course, and he's proven everybody every, everybody wrong as far as him being a coach. I still think there's a little bit in him that if you can get to him when it comes to making that decision on the fourth down and being a little bit too aggressive, you can work that against him. But all in all, he's proven all the naysayers wrong. And we'll see what happens. If Debo plays, will he be 100%? If he doesn't play to Greg's part, that's that's one less equation that I got to think about when it comes to how Shanahan wants to do things. And now, Dawn, I wish you, you're going to handle that off to, to CMC 
or you had you know you involve Kittle more in the game, which is fine. But I know that's coming if I'm Detroit. I don't know what's coming when they got a full slate and you yeah, can have D-Bow running the slant or D-Bow in the background and then McCaffrey going out to, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you don't know when it's coming. That's the thing. Like, it, it all depends on the matchup. So if Kittle is has the better matchup, it'll be more of Kittle. Okay, as soon as you try to double Kittle, then that's when we bring McCaffrey out the background. You know, Shanahan is good at doing that. I'll give him credit for that. So it could be it could be uh what's Ayoku? It could be yeah, his day. Ayuk. It could be his day. You know they're not going to say oh we it's going to be a heavy dose of McCaffrey and that's it. No, it's, it's going to be what the defense give you that you're going to expose. Gotcha. I'm going to straight though. Nah, whatever. Three one three. What up? No. Yeah, whatever. Y'all send hate mail to whatever. Don. I take the Swifty hate mail. <laughs> they don't know what a first down is anyway. Wow. <laughs> oh man, that's bad. All right, let's go to NCAA. Let's go NCAA basketball. So history was made yesterday out in Stanford with their win. Uh, what, 1,203 wins. Uh, One more than Coach K. Yeah, correct, which, which says a lot. But I don't know if this record will ever be broken or not. That was my question. Somebody in South Carolina is going to have something to say about that. You think she's gonna be around that long to do that though? Yeah, like her Where's first she win she hasn't even made. Yeah. was in '78. I want to say. I won't see, see her being at South Carolina forever, but I see her staying in the college, the college, um, uh, for a long time. Uh, Tara Vanderveer has been at Stanford since 1985, so we're talking about 39 okay. years. Yeah, and her first win was in '78. I can't remember. Uh, uh, yeah, can remember she was. She coached at. She coached. Uh, she coached at Idaho, then Ohio State. Idaho. So right. she's been coaching for forty now forty six years. Yeah, who stays that long? I mean, credit to her. And now, uh, of course, during the stretches of that, Stanford has has always had a good team. They just always ran into a Tennessee or a UConn or lately. She has uh, what, three national championships. Uh, yeah, she has three. Yes, three national three. championships. And right. also also consider that she started coaching at age 24. So yeah. uh, it had to be someone like coaching into basically into their through their 70s to their 80s consistently to get to, to get to this point. OK, well, I'll take Steely out of that. OK. Yeah. She'll no, get the rings though. Happen. Yeah, yeah, she'll she'll more than likely get to that. But yeah, coaching for that long, and that's a credit to to Tara too is how things have changed over the years. Where you had, you know, to deal with students who can't, who wanted to come to Stanford one, then you had to deal with students who wanted to go to Tennessee and UConn, but you still had to be able to pull your students there. Now you're dealing with an age difference in relating to your players. Now you're dealing with NIL. And through all of that, to have that many wins, to be that consistent, says a lot. I think she's probably done a real good job as far as keeping a consistent staff. So the NIL is the newest thing that's probably come up. And I don't think that's affected the women's sport as much as it affected the men. 
Oh, yes, it has. Oh, yeah, it has. It has. You think so? I think it has? Yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Okay, no, I'm, okay. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not, you know. But I do know, to your other point, as far as the generation gap has been there, and then the recruiting has been there, again, because they still have a hard line as far as Stanford goes, as far as being accepted, you know, academic. grades still count. Yeah, academic. So, yeah. Um, those two things has never, you know, one consistently changes because as you get older, your players are all going to be younger, so you're going to have that gap. So that's going to always get wider and wider as time goes on. So this has probably done a great job in keeping a staff in which, you know, they can always relate to that new crop of players coming in. Um, and then being able to, you know, <clears throat> recruit within your region as far as getting the top players to then, you know, come to Stanford and having that pipeline to whatever schools you have, you know, in that area or, you know, on the West Coast side. So, and then you got to figure when she was in her prime prime, <clears throat> she got three championships, but she was going up against the greats of, um, uh, I don't know why I'm about to say Pat Riley, but um, Pat Summit. Pat Summit. Gino. Always be uh, Gino. Um, I can't think of the head coach down there, Louisiana Tech, uh, for a while. Barmore. Leon Barmore. Yes. And then also uh, uh, the sister that's the sister that was in Rutgers for a while. She, you know, kept. So like when she was winning those three championships, she was beating Hall of Fame coaches because the same five to six teams were making it to the Final Four in the mid '80s and early '90s. <laughs> Tennessee, Louisiana Tech, Rutgers, Connecticut, and Notre Dame. Who was the coach at Notre Dame as well? He was the, the he was the man. It wasn't a, it's not a female. It wasn't a female coach back in the eighties and the early nineties that was coaching Notre Dame. It was a it was a it was a man. I forget his name, but he a Hall of Fame coach as well. So it's those three those three championships she's won at Stanford are legit championships. You know what I mean? Nothing given. Yeah, uh, when I look at that, it's it's not only longevity, but it's also consistency. And it, it, it takes a lot for a coach to come in year after year to put up 20-plus wins every single year and not have that fall off of a rebuild. So for her to do that and surpass, again, Coach K, all-time wins in uh, bas- NCAA basketball period says a lot. So oh, yeah. congratulations. Took your hat off to her. Right. Uh, staying in women's college basketball, uh, Ohio State upset Caitlin Clark and Iowa, and the fans rushed the court, and one young lady uh, bumped into Caitlin Clark, and after further review, looked like she flopped a little bit because she kind of spun around and flailed her hands up. Uh, in the post-conference, she said that she had to win, knocked out of her, and her teammates had to help her to the locker room. Was it more her feelings hurt, or did she actually get the wind knocked out of her? The wind get knocked out of you fall to the ground. She we've fell all to the had the, We've all had the wind knocked out of us. Ain't no walking. <laughs> feelings. So it's feelings. It's feelings. 
Yeah. It was more feelings than anything. More feelings. Uh, yeah, after review, now, of course, in real speed, it looked like, you know, the the lady that was running, of course, she got knocked down too herself, but she got right back up, and she had a little bit more girth on her than uh, Caitlin Clark. But, yeah, in slow down speed, Caitlin kind of pushes her a little bit, and then when she turns, her hands go up, as opposed to when you do get hit, your hands don't go up. That's not a natural thing. Yeah. If you got your wind knocked out, your hands try to cover that area, and then you go down. Oh, yeah, yeah. You go down and you grab them knees. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and uh, I think that they are, speaking of Iowa, anytime she scores like 40, 40 45 points, they're 0-3. That was only their second loss of the year, so they dropped down, I want to say, to fourth. Uh yeah, she's um, you know, no, with they, anybody, you, you know, if you can get fifth, somebody to fifth. score, you you get the rest of the team doesn't get in the rhythm, right. and then you know if you become, you know, one dimensional, one dimensional right? So, mm-hmm. so yeah, South um, Carolina is the only undefeated team at seventeen zero. They're one. UCLA is second at fifteen and one. Colorado is third at sixteen and two. Uh, fourth is Kansas State. I want to say this is the highest they've been ranked in women's basketball history. They are fourth at eighteen and one. Iowa fell down to five at eighteen and two. Stanford, who we just mentioned, is seventeen and two. Seven is NC State, sixteen and two. Eight is UConn, sixteen and three. We'll talk about what they're doing on the men's side in a second. LSU is nine and eighteen and two, and Texas is tenth at eighteen and two. Yeah, South Carolina right now let it be an unstoppable force. They they played Kentucky. I know Texas A and M started off the game seventeen and oh, was up seventeen. In the first three minutes, I was like, Jesus, let's go ahead and call the game now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it this way. They beat Texas A&M so bad, I've never, I've literally, I've never seen the Texas A&M head coach came over and just gave her a full, a full hug. <laughs> like, I know you could have ran this score up a whole lot more, but thank you that you didn't. <laughs> right. Uh, on the men's side of the, oh, also uh, in women's basketball, uh, Auburn, Retired, uh, da, 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 da. place for the Connecticut Sun now. Ah, uh, I just forgot her name. Uh, Dewana Bonner, Bonner, excuse me, retired her okay. number 24 jersey. And of course, they beat uh, Alabama. Always got to mention that. Uh, <laughs> 78 to 65 uh, at home. On the men's side of the ball, uh, the men for Auburn are undefeated. They beat Ole Miss 82 to 59. They're undefeated in undefeated SEC in conference play, play, right? In conference play, correct. Yeah, undefeated in conference play. And they're ranked eighth right now at 16 and 2. As we mentioned, the UConn women are doing good, which bleeds into the men doing well. They're still ranked number one. They're 17 and 2. Purdue has the same record at two. Tar Heels are third at 15 and 3. Houston is fourth. They're 16 and 2. Tennessee has crept up into the top 10. They are 5 at 14 and 4. Kentucky, who you mentioned, uh, 14 and 3. Kansas is 7th at 15 and 3. Of course, again, Auburn 16 and 2 undefeated in play, as well as Carolina 2 at 3. They're undefeated in ACC play. 9 is Arizona 14 and 4. And Illinois is 14 and 4 at 10. Speaking of Carolina at 3. Yep. How long you think they hold that before Hubert Davis turns to a pumpkin? 
as a coach. <sighs> well, no, I should say that. I mean, do, are they talented enough to make a real run for the – not the ACC. Yes. I think they can win the ACC, but are they talented enough to make a run in the tournament? Yes, they are talented enough. Yes. If they, Will they? Until they run up know. until a team that's bigger than them. Until, okay. Yeah, because we're at, we're in an era in college basketball now where, well, it's always been this way for uh, as long as college basketball has been around. You can get away with a lot. You can be very successful if you have bigs, if you have so or someone who can rebound, and that's kind of been that, that, ain't help, that hasn't helped help Purdue the last three years. They got the biggest guy in the court because yeah, he he got to make all the plays too. Uh, <laughs> it's like your joking. big man can't be your be you know your your. If you just have your big man, and you don't have anybody else that can shoot, then you're in trouble. Then you can run into trouble. But if you have someone who who's big and can rebound, and he doesn't have to be your primary scorer all the time, then you can have success. I think that's where Carolina is now because a, a guy like Baycott who can get you 20 rebounds on the college level can take you a very long way. They made it to a national championship and game and they probably shouldn't have been there at all. So they have a chance now with him being there and then some other upperclassmen, they can go a long way with what they have. Got Carolina, you know, they, the, the championship team is there is how will they be coached? Because I think that the trap game coming up, I think it's tech. They have tech before Duke. Like you're looking past, I think it's tech. It's either tech or Clemson, but I want to say tech. They're going to look yeah, they past already beat tech. Clemson. They played Clemson a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but they got them again though. Okay. They're beat. And I know it's around the same right time. So yeah, that tech game is a trap game. Because it's looking past them to, oh, we want to be undefeated in playing Duke. And I think that that would be a game that they can lose. Now, I got I think that they'll beat Duke at Duke. I don't know what will happen when we come back to Carolina. Because that's always a – it's like the Falcons and Saints. Yeah, like they love winning on each other's court. They're playing uh, at home first. So it'll be at Carolina the first time, the first one. Okay, so – that could be a game that they could lose. Sad to say. But that again, that's on coaching. Can Hubert coach him? I don't know. Well, so far, so far, so good. You know, uh, he's doing enough to be around next year. Unless you have some kind of collapse or whatever, or he loses in the second round of the tournament. Right. Yeah, it has to be something like that. He's almost chalk them in for Sweet 16. And then after that, you got to determine, you know, how the brackets fall. I think he'll only lose his job if they're, like, embarrassing losses. Like, Matt, when Matt Doherty was the coach, they they lost to, like... that was bad. (laughs) That was, was bad. <laughs> was we don't so even talk bad. about that era no more. I mean, losing, we, we don't even losing in the that. NIT, it was either – I know one year I feel like it was to Georgetown, and then another year it might have been to someone like Richmond or something. Like someone like – y'all couldn't beat them at home 
And it's just like, you can't even get those guys up to play. I know it's the NIT and people feel a certain way about that tournament, but yeah, not even be up for that game and to suffer really bad losses at home. That's fireable. That's fireable. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, not had a to, squad, I'm not trying to get him fired. I actually just trying to, at this point, I'm trying to see how. You his, sure about uh, that? Because it's like see, you always, going, you always going, trying to get the black coach fired. See, Greg, fired. you wasn't here earlier. You always trying to get the black Greg. coach fired, even trying, to, even trying to turn the tide against me and think I'd be trying to go for the heads of people that coaches. look like us or have the same kind of hue. Well, hey, if the shoe fits, you got to wear it. It don't, it don't, it don't fit. It don't fit. The glove fits. The glove fits. It don't fit. I just asked the question. Now you wanted to get rid of him last year, and I said we'll see how this year started. So now they rank number three. How do you feel about it? You don't sound all that excited. Uh I, there you go. Uh, as long I'm as not I'm okay. So here, here's my thing. I don't know what happened with the locker room. Maybe it was uh, Love leaving. You know, he's in Arizona. Maybe that was whatever was taking place that didn't allow those guys to jail because basketball more than anything, and we're about to go NBA in a second. Basketball more than anything, you've got to have continuity. It cannot be a place where you just show up for work or you just show up around your teammates. You have to genuinely be there for them. And for them not to play as well as they did with the talent, they would win off of talent. You can just pick five talented guys and go win a basketball game, but when they go up against another team that has continuity, they're going to yeah. struggle. And that's what we saw from Carolina. So I, I'm not putting it all on love. I'm just saying whatever transpired in the locker room, apparently whatever that was is gone now. So now it's back to all these guys playing for each other and playing for gotcha. Hubert. So I got that, you, Coach but that still remains to be seen. I hear you, Coach Spencer. I hear you. <laughs> That whole now, time, Greg, he did not give not one support for Hubert Davis. Not uh, one. <laughs> not one. He didn't answer my question. <laughs> but continue on. <laughs> but so, I'm the one that want to get rid of people. Yes, you I do. I didn't bring that you up. Do. That's all. That's you. That's you. <laughs> so continue with that thing. Let's go to the NBA and with the Atlanta Hawks. A lot is being made about who's going to be traded uh, right now. Trey, Jalen Johnson are the only ones that are safe. Everybody's up for uh, to be traded, especially DeJounte Murray. And one of the reasons why DeJounte is playing so well, he's hit, he's had uh, two back-to-back game winners last week. Last Wednesday. Yep. And then and Friday. Then Friday, right? Correct. Uh, to win games. He's playing extremely well. And that Friday was against Miami with no Trey Young playing in that particular game. He is playing because, I mean, at some point when you keep hearing your name in trade rumors, you just got to go out and play ball. And that's what he's doing, whether it's helping his trade value, if that's what the Hawks decide, or they may be realizing we want to keep him, you know, because we're not going to get enough compensation. He's doing an excellent job of blocking out the noise and just going to play. Now, of course, they got drugged by... Cleveland the other night and Trey got hit in the face with about eight minutes to go in the game and he's in concussion protocol right now so we'll see when his next game will will be I think they have Sacramento coming up for uh, tomorrow night I want to say 
uh, one game for West Coast before they come back home. But on that team, you can tell, like I'm going back to Carolina, that they are not playing for each other. For, for whatever the reason, you can just tell that, that continuity is not there. They have enough talented guys to where they should be at by bare minimum, they should be an eighth seed right now. Bare minimum. They should be an eighth seed. There's no reason why they should not be in the play in at all. So there is something there that they are not playing for each other. And it's evident. Um we've talked about this in the in our chats and whatnot. The math ain't going to math in the next three, two to three years with the Hawks and with DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. And then what all they did to get him, DeJounte, that is, they gave up their mortgage three the future. Three first rounds. Three first rounds. <clears throat> so, as I keep saying, at what point do you blow this thing up and start from scratch? And it's not like you don't have a coach in Quinn that's that's been in that predicament. Um, and I'm talking about getting rid of Murray and Trey. Because the reason why I, I start with Trey first, the reason why, because when is Trey's, when is Trey's extension of three years, Greg? Um, he has two years and a player option. Yeah. And w- with Murray, he's a free agent this summer. This Okay. So I'm going to get to Murray in a second. So I'm going to Trey first. So two years and a player, player option, option, right? Correct. So everybody knows then two years out, they start to do negotiation and for the extension. So you telling me in the next two years the Hawks are going to be a playoff team, and that's saying at seven, six. You don't have six any first playoff. rounds to pick. Six is playoff. Well, okay. So what more can you do? So let's just say they stay. Let's say they stay put. They don't trade Murray. They stay. They stay put. Okay. In two years, you got them being a playoff team before you got to go ahead and start negotiating with Trey for his money. Mm-mm. Your answer is no, right? No. How about your answer, Greg? That's it one more time. So you we saying you saying Trey has two years with a player option. Mm-hmm. And we all know usually that's that second year before the so not next season, but the season after, he's gonna start really negotiating about the money. Right. And the money for Trey would be a max deal. Maybe a super max, maybe not, but definitely a max deal. Right. And I'm asking the question in two years, not next season, in the season after the Hawks stay put and they keep Murray and Trey, do you see them as a playoff team, which would be a six seed? Um, well, it definitely does depend on the rest of the roster around them. If they, I think the Hawks will go all in to build the roster around those two. And if that means they got the, you know, they'll, I think they'll keep Jalen Johnson, but I think eventually they trade, uh, they trade Hunter and Capella and Bogdanovich um, and probably and throw in AJ Griffin because he's not even in the rotation right now. That's the team. So what you so, going so they, they have to, they're going, they're going to, it's going to be a roster overhaul. In the next with years. What? And my question is with what? Because we just said that when you to get DeJounte, you gave up the next three years in first round. So you're not going to be picking until 
So, and then you got to figure out, can you, Atlanta's never been a free agency destination for top talent. So, and you can't, and you're not going to be able to negotiate long-term money with those guys because you're going to be in the middle of trying to figure out how to keep trade. Well, I'm saying they're going to, they're going to try that. They're going to try to overhaul the roster to keep trade and they got two years to do it. But if they can't, then they're going they have to let him walk or they will trade him during the season of the last year of that contract to get something before he walks. Right. And so Which, then I'm coming. So now that brings me to Murray then. Murray's up to walk this year. So a decision has to be made fairly quickly. If you're going to trade Murray, then you got to do it now. Or he may walk. Yeah. Murray likes Murray. I'll tell you this. Murray likes being in Atlanta. The city. Did you catch what I said? Did you catch what I said? Yeah, I, I caught he it. Likes Murray being likes here. being in. Does he, he like likes being working here? here. Ah, aha, aha. <laughs> <laughs> he likes being in Atlanta, and that's what I'll say about that. He likes the city. He's he enjoys it. He is a loyal person to the organization. And that's all there I, is. See, I here's the thing. The, so the I, I know, like I told you, Asa, Trey and Murray haven't worked out. So in that sense, we all know that as long as Hawks ownership is the way that it is now, Trey won't go anywhere until Correct. until two years from now when they have to get something for him because he could eventually leave. Here's the thing that Trey is doing. Trey is making sure that he doesn't look like the villain. So he can say, hey, I played with uh, Collins for years. I played with Murray for years. I'm playing with whoever they trade Murray for. It didn't work out. Now I'm free to go. And he can go and, and then it won't look, then he won't look bad. I've been said that Trey is a great player. He just doesn't fit this system. He needs to go somewhere else and play to where he can get to conference finals and stuff like that. He needs to play with a big who can shoot and who can go inside as well. He needs an Anthony Davis. He needs an NBA. He needs a joke. He needs somebody, a bam out of body. He needs somebody like that to play with for him to get to where he wants to be. And that's not going to happen here in Atlanta. There's nobody they can trade for for DeJounte Murray that's going to bring in a, a person that he plays well with. So in that Nor case... do you have the resources and the picks to, to get pick that person right, to do it, right. Yeah, I, so I in that case, were, it's a wash. As I said, they were going to... If the Hawks were going to trade Murray, like the Bucks were interested. Okay, that's great. I want Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis. And they're not... And what did you say in that, and what did you say in that chat? <laughs> and then right when they, they, hang, up the they hang up on me... <laughs> <laughs> I can I can move, I can look at other trades, but I just I just saw the Bucks are interested, and I I've also seen the the Lakers. I'm like, what what do the Lakers have that the Hawks want? They don't want Austin Reeves. Do they want to bring Torian Prince back? They want to bring Cam no. Reddish. Back? No, they want that 29. They want that that one that they one pick. run they round the first round pick. pick. They want the first round pick in 2029. I know. I, 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 yeah, I know. Listen, 
That's well, nothing have, that they're going to get back. Anyway. Well, so now you get the two. Lakers don't have anything the Hawks want. So, so for those who are hoping, which is a lot of these basketball outlets, these social media outlets, um, are just Lakers propaganda, like trying to put together trades to, for the for the Lakers, just the Lakers. Right. They're, they don't have anything that they want. I don't know if there's a trade out there right now, though, that works for the Hawks when which they trade Murray. I think I don't I don't know. I don't think he gets traded. It doesn't because they were trying to get Pascal Siakam and he didn't come. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's, there, there is nothing out there because the they Raptors won't trade Jalen Johnson. If that, were, if that were recent, the Raptors weren't trading for another guard. Right <laughs> after they just brought in, so yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's a, and it's not that because Murray's a bad player, it's just that he's a great player. Yeah, it, it, they're they're just so we're in an era where there are so many good guards in the NBA, so many, so many that there are good guards on bad teams, and. Any, it's like you can find a guard anywhere. It's like in the NFL, you can get a receiver whenever you want. You can find a guard somewhere. And who's looking for another guard that is going to be infinitely better than what they already have? So I don't think there's a market right out there for DeJounte. So, so okay, so say, so say that. So Don, so, so, so Don mentioned, so do you keep DeJounte? And then do you and you say San Antonio? I need a couple of your draft picks, and you can have Trey Young. I want draft picks, and I want um, even though the the Spurs aren't a good team, Vassell he can shoot. Um, yeah. Give me uh, who else? Who else would I take? I want Keldon Johnson too. And y'all can have yeah. y'all can have Murray back, or have no, Trey. No, no, no. Oh, for Trey. I'm I'm talking about Trey. keeping Murray. Oh, but trading Trey and letting Trey, Trey, Trey go. Oh, I I want I want Keldon Johnson. I want Vassell. Uh, go ahead and give me Trey and Jones first round. and, and a first uh, three round. first round picks. Well, you're not gonna get the not gonna get the three back. I get, get two, two out of the three two. I stole hey, from I'm, you. You're right. I'm gonna aim for three. If I can sell get two, I'm aiming for. I'm right. asking for three first. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna give you two. Uh, you're, not, you're not getting back what I stole from you. Right. <laughs> it's been diminished a little bit. But I just, if that's a team where you're saying Trey with Blossom with a big with Wimby with Wimby, yes, with Wimby, yes, and yes. then and then you can build more of a traditional team around Murray, Murray. here yeah. in Atlanta. Yes. Because to your point, Don, you're saying Trey needs a specific type of player to be successful. Yes. And you're not going to find bigs off the trees anymore. No. Now, so. Can they make the playoffs? Yeah, they can make the playoffs. But if Trey wants to be consistently going to conference championship, he needs that big guy. Gotcha. Because that's where the back and forth, the, the duel between them is going to feed off of each, each other. It's kind of unfortunate that he hasn't really played with that with that kind of big guy. Not that it has to be, it had to be someone like uh, Wimby, but someone like 
someone who's not stand who can't function more than five feet from the basket. Right, exactly. Like, like, Clint like Capella. Uh, Capella. Capella, right, yeah. That doesn't work. But the pick and rolls with Clint work because it was just a lob to the basket, but he needs somebody that can step out and shoot. You know, somebody that yeah, I can, that, that in can, the playoffs, I can, that can play it. off of. Right, I can defend that in the playoffs because things slow down in the playoffs. And Clint calls, claws up the lane because he can't pick and pop. He can only yeah. roll to the goal and that's it. Yeah. Once he gets to the goal, then he's stuck like cement, you know? Mm-hmm. He can't step out. Okongu uh, uh, was he, – he has stepped out to three-point line this year, but – Yeah, but – There's still a – the thing is, they're – Capella and Okongu are both – they're 6'8 at best. They're probably listed at 6'10. They're like 6'8. And so they're, it's just they're too – the team overall is just too small to contend with a team like a Milwaukee or even Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yeah. Because that's who you're going to go up against. Or even Boston. They're smaller than Boston. With Przingis being in the paint. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and they're smaller than the Knicks now because they got what, Woods? Is Woods the center? No, Mitchell. Mitchell. Mitchell Robinson. I know everybody everybody that's going to see this is going to be like, y'all talking about getting rid of Trey. You got to. Why you can't? Again, it's either, can it's either you, you trade Trey next year, or you let Murray walk walk this year, and then you. And that's why I started off saying to get rid of both of them. Murray is Murray loves Atlanta. He likes, he likes the organization. He likes living here. Does he like working here? Is he about to have his own set of wings too? He about to have his own combo of wings? <laughs> no, no, no. He said oh, okay. he, like he doesn't go out. He said he doesn't he go, go out. Yeah, I, I heard that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I heard a lot of people say he don't go out. But then when they start talking, I'm like, dang, you don't go out, but you know about that? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Murray doesn't. Murray doesn't go out like that, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, he, think about where he came from. San Antonio is very family oriented. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. We ain't there, here. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's look at the standards before we leave this topic. Uh, speaking of the East, Boston is still uh, up 33-10. and 10. They lost their first home game against uh, to the Nuggets. To the Nuggets on Joker pulling off a great move by causing a, uh, a lane yeah. violation. Uh, smart by him. Bucks are next. Uh, 29-13. Uh, half a game up on Philly at third at 28-13. The Cavs are back. They won seven straight. Uh, won, of course, this past weekend against Atlanta. They're 25-15. Hawks are smaller than the Cavs, too. They're smaller than Yeah, they're smaller uh-huh. than them. Right, so those yeah. four teams is who you're going up against. and Well, five, the Knicks, 26-17, mm-hmm. winners of three straight. Uh, the Heat have started to take a little step back. They're 24-19, same with the Pacers. Uh, Magic are in eighth right now, and followed by the Bulls, and then the Hawks right now are in 10th, thanks to those uh, game winners that uh, They gained one game from last week. Right. Yeah. Or two games, my bad. They were in 13. Yeah. Now they're getting two now games. Now they're in okay. Correct. Out West, Timberwolves still playing great. Ant-Man becoming the new face of the league. Uh, they are 30-12, and 12, a game up on OKC. Did you see uh, that game? 13. Great game. 
uh, it came down to those uh, missed free throws. Free throws. I, you know, but on that third free throw, like I knew he was going to try to miss it. I still don't think players know the rule about missing free throws if you're going to do it on purpose. Uh, he tried to miss it on purpose, but it went straight off the backboard, and you can't you can't do that. It's got to touch it has rim. To touch rim. I've only seen this once. I don't know why players don't do it. I only seen De'Aaron Fox pull it off once. If you're gonna, if you got a miss on purpose and you want to try to get the rebound, throw it directly at the front of the rim. The rim, right? Right at the front of the rim. Don't try to like hit the try to you know hit the 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 back of the rim and it bounce up in the air. If you want to get the rebound, throw it straight at the rim, and no one does that. They try to throw it off the backboard, like you know. It has right. to, and they, I think, players still don't know the rules about it. I mean, it's something you don't practice, and you know, if you're a good free throw shooter, your purpose is to make it. And I don't know how you go to the to the line and say I'm not going to make it on purpose. You know what I mean? You don't practice. I don't want to make it on purpose. So it's 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 what right. should be a play is somebody timing timing the miss you know but they don't even practice that you know you had uh, people like Rodman who understood how the ball came off the uh, off the the rim and how guys shot or you had guys like Jordan who was able to time or even Iverson who was able to time the miss and and come in and, 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 and be able to rebound but they also understood how the ball came off the rim they understood who was shooting that means they went to physics class and these guys right, probably don't go true. to class at all. Right. Damn, you call man. Send hit me on the gray. He called he called them boys. No, I'm right. saying no, no. I said they don't go to class. <laughs> they called no. I just said they didn't go to class. <laughs> all right. The Nuggets are third. They're thirty and fourteen, followed by the Clippers, who've been playing great as of late. Uh twenty seven to fourteen. Pelicans fifth, twenty five eighteen, Mavs. 24 and 18, Suns are in seventh, same record, and then the Kings have dropped down to eighth, 23 and 18. And uh, that rounding out the playoff play-ins would be the Lakers and the Jazz at 9 and 10, respectively. NBA, leave the leave Minnesota Timberwolves alone. You you know, 20 some odd years ago, you changed the rules so the Knicks and the Lakers could get in. Leave, leave it alone. Let let Minnesota play this thing out. Boy, that's a shame. They might they might go back to they might go back to five games a series and they feel like it'll help the Lakers get past the first round. Wow. <laughs> we're gonna expand really? we're gonna expand to uh the play in to twelve teams. <laughs> to help the Lakers just get just Just in case. Just in case. Hey, who do you match up well, Lakers? You match up well against the Timberwolves, then you get twelve against one. You get to play them in a five game series. <laughs> Don't shake your head, Don. You already know the NBA will help the Lakers any way possible. The organization. Well, I'm not even taking shots at LeBron. I'm yeah, taking shots at the organization. Okay, the organization as a whole. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get up out of here, uh, Australian Open is into the uh, quarterfinals. quarterfinals. Yeah, on the men's side, Djokovic is going to play Fritz to – Tonight, I want to say, yeah, which is... Coco hasn't lost a set? 
Uh, yeah, she's playing it, it extremely well uh, down under, and she knocked off uh, Parks, who is from Atlanta. Of course, uh, Coco grew up here and then family moved down to Florida so that she could continue her uh, tennis career and play year-round. But yes, Coco, I think is she should be playing now, as a matter of fact, in the quarterfinals. We'll see if um, on the men's side, if uh, Djokovic can win another. I think that would give him 10 Australian Open victories, if I'm correct. 11, 10 or 11. Joker, if he wins Australian Open, he would have 10 or 11 which means he would be creeping up into the most Grand Slams won at an event. He's getting close to Nadal's number at the French Open, which I think is around, what, 12? 12. Yeah, it would be 11. It would be 11. Okay, yeah, 11. So, yeah, he's getting to that, you know, that rare space. Greatest of all time, U.S. Open. Australian Open. I mean, Australia Open, I'm sorry. Greatest of all time, Australia Open. Australian Open. On top of being the greatest of all time. Period. (laughs) Yeah, because he's already have the the most uh, Grand Slam finals, men or women, in any era. Double GOAT. Double GOAT. Double GOAT. Can we we start creating that double GOAT? We started that. Double GOAT. (laughs) Double go, double go, like you got your double go. You double go. You got ten or more at one event. You a double go. You a double go. Okay. And um, y'all hear okay. that? Anybody listening? Y'all hear that? We definitely coming for our two percent. Right. If I start seeing two goats coming up on right, two double headed lizards, we we got problems. <laughs> he a double headed goat. However they do it, we started it first. You <laughs> double headed. So all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, we. We'll, uh, of course, talk about that uh, next Monday uh, and give the recap of who won. Coco is going for back-to-back. She broke through at the U.S. Open. Yeah, she's going to be starting. Kind of how Serena was, right, when she kind of got her first, quote-unquote, Grand Slam. uh, When she won won all four, but not in the calendar year. Yeah. You know, she won the U.S. Open, and then she went on that run, and then, you know, it's like, she had all four, but not in the same calendar, the same years. calendar year. Kind of right. seen that same a Serena Slam. That's what they call it. Yeah, it was a Serena, Serena Slam. Slam. Yeah, yeah. So we'll Coco, see. Coco Puffs. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, the cereal <laughs> people, y'all should be all over her. You should have been all over right. her, but you definitely need to be giving her a call right now. Right now, before the price go up, because yesterday's yeah. price is not today's, today's price. price. <laughs> <laughs> One time Okay. Uh, and finally, in golf, PGA is back. They had the American Express. And congratulations to Nick Dunlap. He is a sophomore at that school in Tuscaloosa that we shall not mention. But he is the first amateur to win on the PGA Tour. He shot, a, I want to say, a 29 under at the American Express. So congratulations to him on his first win. They were asking him uh, after he won. Uh, who has he got messages from? He picked up his phone. He has 740 messages. Wishing him congratulations. 600 for the women on, on campus. <laughs> I'm about to say, nobody from Alabama, I wasn't well from campus, but I'm about to say, nobody from Alabama, they don't watch golf. They still mad about saving leaving. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, 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 they ain't recovered. 
They ain't recovered from that yet, man. Hey, they got something to cheer about right now. Nah, somebody there. They no, somebody there is like, we got a golf team. <laughs> I was gonna say something, but I already got this fifty joke off. I can't do, can't do that two jokes in the same show. And <laughs> well, y'all but uh, they don't even care about the basketball team losing. They still in mourning. They are still in the strut. Right. <laughs> oh man, let's get up out of here. Follow DNA Sports Talk on on X. DNA Sports Talk on Snapchat. DNA Sports Talk on. Meta. DNA Sports Talk on Instagram. Reach us directly. DNA Sports Talk.com. Website. W, or DNA Sports Talk at Gmail. I apologize. Website www.dnasportstalk.com. See y'all next week. And now Riverside Radio. Y'all seeing the link? Click on it. You can dive right in. We're still trying to figure out how to make this thing work straight to streaming, but we, we'll get it right soon. Peace.